time for your weekly dose of Wayne's Comics. Welcome to episode 623 of the Wayne's Comics Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. This week we explore a lost Jack Kirby masterpiece with Tom Craft and Rand Hoppy from the Jack Kirby Museum. Sky Masters of the Space Force, the complete Sunday strips in color, can be backed on zoop.gg and contains all 54 Sunday strips and extra panels, all painstakingly remastered for this deluxe volume. The book contains classic Kirby art inked by Wally Wooden Dick Ayers as well as by Kirby himself and provides the adventures of major Sky Masters during the early days of space exploration of the 1950s. We talk about how the strip came to be, about Kirby's legendary influence that continues today, and what the Kirby Museum is about and up to in the coming months. This historic first official crowdfunding campaign for a Jack Kirby book reached its goal in just a few hours after it began, but of course they would still appreciate all the support fans can give it. Be sure to back this excellent project at zoop.gg once you finish listening to our fun interview. I'm sure you're going to enjoy what they both have to say. There's a lot to get to in this episode, so let's get on with the show. Reintroducing the Eisner-nominated hardcover in the larger deluxe edition is Sky Masters of the Space Force, the complete Sunday strips in color. This eye-popping book compiles the scarce and out-of-print complete set of the Sunday comics from 1959 to 60 by Jack Kirby, with masterful inking by Wally Wood, Dick Ayers, and Kirby himself. And there's good news on the zoop.gg front. Uh, already within the first few hours, uh, shot past the $10,000 mark. And as we're talking early in the campaign, it's double that, 20000 plus. And so there's good news on the Sky Masters front. And today I'm talking with two of the people behind this incredible story and, and the um, – I'll edit this little part out because I, I messed up here. Here we go. All right. I'm talking with the president of the Jack Kirby Museum and Research Center, Tom Kraft, and director and co-founder of said center, Randolph Hoppe. How, let's see. Tom, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? <laughs> doing good, doing good. And Rand, how are you? Just, just great. Thanks for asking. It's good to talk with you guys, and, and congratulations already on the huge success. Uh, this, the, it's, as we're looking at, there's still like a, almost a month to go, so that's good news. I mean, have you guys figured what you might do if, if you shot this far past the the goal? Well, we have stretch goals, and uh, we're talking about adding some additional pages to the book possibly eight pages or four pages. 
Okay. And I so think there's... Ran, Ran has been speaking with the original creator of the book, and Ran might have some ideas about what they are, or he might not. <laughs> well, I, yeah, uh, Ferran Delgado produced this book of quite a few years ago, and it was in, uh, uh, nominated for an Eisner Award, um, and it, it's become rare. So uh, we, we worked it out with him to, to uh, publish the second edition, and I've been talking with him uh, extensively, well, DMing with him on Facebook, really. <laughs> and uh, he, uh, he, he has a lot of ideas and suggestions about what we could include in our, um, our additional pages. So uh, it, it, it looks good. I mean, there's, you know, images of a Skymaster's Halloween costume. That, I think that would be, that would be pretty fun. That would be to, cool. To include, okay. yeah. And, uh, and, and almost anything that uh, ties in with Kirby and space, which, of course, we know there's a lot of, but anything that he might have colored himself and anything that he might have done that was a Sunday comic strip. And there are a few of those that he he did that are kind of rare and unknown. So um, I think there's a lot uh, of we can have a lot of fun with these with this extra, you know, four eight pages. Uh, Wait a second. I, I, I'm not familiar with that. What other uh, strips did he do? Well, I mean, the, the one that more more well known was that he did uh, do the Black Hole comic for uh, Disney for the, mm-hmm. that Black Hole movie. Um, mm-hmm. So that that's kind of a fun one. I think there's a there's a Sunday format Fundar comic pe- in pencil form that he did. Oh, wow! I, I might be I might be wrong about that. Um, I still have to dive in a bit. Um, some other things that he worked on during his time in animation near the end of his career, like Animal Hospital, and 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 you know almost any. I think there were a few pages of the uh, the Tiger Twenty One um, strip that he did. He, w- he worked on uh, or or briefly worked on uh, with Joe Simon. There's my, we might have found another. Uh, example of that, so I, I I don't think we we're starving for extra content. It's gonna it's it's gonna be great. Um, just uh, just gotta pull it together. Okay, because I I as a longtime Kirby fan, I I bought his Pacific uh, Comics Pacific Comic whatever the name of the company company was Pacific yep, Com- Pacific Comics. Yeah, sure. yeah. I I bought those ones. I bought uh, Captain I, Victory. Yes. Yes, I enjoyed all that. That was lots of fun. Silver the, Star. <laughs> yes. Oh, those were great things. The one thing that interested me, because I never saw him draw Batman very much, except there was a special comic. I think it was like a Superpowers. Super yes, that's what it was. The only time I ever saw Jack Kirby draw Batman, who's my favorite guy. And when I saw that, I was like, oh. Oh man, this is the greatest thing in the world to see him do these kinds of things. It was like a six issue series or something. And he did a beautiful job. And there was nothing that Kirby drew that was bad as far as I'm concerned. He just, everything he did, he just, just creativity just dripped off of his pen. And it just it was just fantastic. I, I'm such a big fan. I have to tell you guys a quick story. I, I was in a comic shop. And it was just at the time when Kirby had passed, and I was there, and we were talking about stuff. And then comes this young kid, about 
17 years old and something. Oh, he says, you know, I heard some guy that, that, that done a lot of comics has died. His name is Jack, some, some old fogey. And my eyes flared open and my, my steam started pouring out of my ears. I said, you're not referring to Jack Kirby, are you? Yeah, yeah, that's the name. And the, the owner of the store got between me and the kid. Don't kill him, he says. He'll, <laughs> he'll, he'll learn. He'll, he'll figure this stuff out. He just needs time. That's all. Don't kill him, he goes. <laughs> so I was kind of, because here I was grieving, you know, a lot of stuff. And here comes this kid making light of it all. And so I was just, it was interesting. But, you know, as time has gone along, I think Kirby's influence in comics, his, it, it continues to this day, I have to say, that, uh, I see so many people who who do stuff uh, that I see Kirby's influence on it. Uh, I mean, uh, um, I did Nexus, uh, Steve Rude. He does a a great Kirby-esque artwork and stuff. He did a a Batman Superman team up that it looked like Kirby had drawn it to me. And I was just like, so good. And all those kinds of things. So Kirby continues, and I think it always will. The good comics will have good Kirby influences on it. So I, I'm so glad, number one, for the for the, the museum and for the things that you guys are doing to keep his influence and, uh, uh, and his reputation alive and stuff like that. And I just, I think, you know, Tom, you guys are doing a wonderful job. And I think this, having the Sky Masters of the Space Force come out and have this happen on Zoop.gg, I think, is a great idea. So I congrats to you guys for doing it. And already it's a huge success. So just just tremendous. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're very excited about it, of course. We are. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't expect it to be this, this fast. This, yeah. So it's it's been great. Today we've been, I think Ran, Ran and I have been looking at the numbers and once in a while he'll text me and I'll text back. It's like, it made 17, it made 18. <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing. But with crowdfunding and stuff like that, you really get a sense that there is a lot of support for certain kinds of stuff. And I think Kirby is always going to be something that anybody who really enjoys great comics and enjoys the medium, I think, is going to always point to his name and say that this guy was, uh, you know, he he did things. His ability to imagine and to make it pop off the page into my imagination was just always tremendous. I just, you know, like I said, when I got to see him draw Batman, it was like oh, Kirby drew Batman. Oh boy, <laughs> you know, kind of stuff. Just, just all kinds of wonderful, wonderful stuff that uh, he has done. So. Let's talk a little bit about Sky Masters. I didn't realize until I got to read the – there's two pages on it. Go to zoop.gg and go to the Sky Masters of the Space Force. You find out a couple of things. There's two uh, panels, uh, number strip number 15 and number 16 are there. And you kind of find out a couple of things. Sky Masters is the guy, the main guy's name. We said, I, I wasn't yes. quite sure. I thought the name like Sky Masters was like a group or something. Right. But no, it's not a description. Yeah, it's his name. <laughs> his name is Sky, and his last name is Masters and Space. Right. It's it's really interesting to see that. And I have to say that this, when I was looking at the spacesuits, it reminded me so much. There was a line of toys that came out in the 60s called Major Matt Mason. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the the spacesuits on there, the moment I looked at the spacesuits, if you go and look at that on the Zoop page, you'll see it. I thought, oh, my goodness, that must have influenced uh, Major Matt, Matt, you know, Matt Major, or uh, 
uh, Major Matt, whatever his last name is, he he was. It looks so much, and even the colors and stuff like that kind of look like his different outfits and stuff. So, Mr. Kirby, you just never know where his influence is going to pop up and, and have interesting things going on. So, so anyway, he was the, so the Space Force, maybe, Rand, you're the one to ask, what was the Space Force? What was the, the whole situation of the comic? Um, it's it's pretty much a precursor to NASA. Uh, there was a, a, a an organization that was doing the space exploration exploration before uh, NASA officially got uh, created, and uh, that's 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 what this this uh, this operation is. He, you know, they're 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 pilots. They're uh, it's it's a very it, it is a very science based strip. I mean, you know, I I love the fact that there is a moon landing pretty early on the Sunday. <laughs> In the Sunday pages, but uh, it is it is very space uh, science oriented and, and very uh, current with what the the thoughts were and the the, the knowledge was about um, you know the, the state of the art um, of of what was going on with with NASA. I I, I don't have the the exact dates about when NASA was created, but I think the strip started right around the same time. So it, it, it's kind of like, you know, just a, another name for that. You know? Okay. Cause, cause I was reading in an interview you did that, uh, uh, the, the strip is classic late 1950s post Sputnik Americana. That yeah. is right. <laughs> like, 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 I, yeah, 57 Chevys and pre army Elvis songs. <laughs> yeah. That, that's exactly how the, the, that works for me. Cause it, it feels so, uh, now the thing, the, the interesting thing is if you understand when this was taking place, you learn a lot about the era, about the time that's yeah. going on right there. And that's why I like things that are, are that way that teach us a little bit about what people were thinking, what, what people were expecting back in those right. days, which right. I think is great. Such a great, yeah. great, great thing. Go ahead, and Tom. And what's nice, too, it, all the strips have this scrapbook at the bottom that you were referring yeah. to. And, and it's like all these different kind of ideas. And one of them was something about having reading um, comic books or reading, going to the library, electric library, and people could look at any book on on this glass screen you know, and this is before any of this was even around. It's just really interesting to see the point of view from back then and how many different things are um, actually come true. Although he also anticipated a flying car, like, but that hasn't happened yet. But, yeah. you know, it may happen soon. I was watching CES on the news and, and they're going to be releasing a flying car. So, oh, boy. I like that. I like to see that. Now, um, uh, man, can you fill in a little more about the Space Force? Because I, I, who were the Space Force? Were they, where were they state? Were they on the moon? Were they in the uh, spaceship? What, what was, uh, you know, how did they get called into adventures and stuff like that? Oh, well, you know, they were, they were, do I remember exactly where they are? No, I don't. I'm sorry. But they were earthbound. It's like they were in. Tom, do you remember what location they might have been placed at? I think it's just like you know Houston, right? Like the 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 uh, the uh, you know the classic you know Canaveral or um, or Houston. I think you know it was very very much like that, um, right? 
Okay. Now, who is in the Space Force? We know Sky Masters, of course, we've established he's the main character. There's about five or six other people in the Space Force. Do, <laughs> yeah, do, do we find out who they are? Yeah, yeah I, think I you, mean, you know, go ahead, Tom, do you have something? I think, I think you have to assume that it was more like, you know, like the the army or whatever. There's a whole team of people, and you know, it's a it's a it's a, like a division of the government. It's um, there are like three other people that are in the you know that that are in stories and so forth, right? Rand, there's yeah, like three other Usher teammates. and McManus, you know, and, and yes, <laughs> stuff like that. Because it's like Gusher, and when I read their helmets, yes. uh, uh, the, the Gusher is one. I can't read the other guy's helmets, but that's okay. Because, but you get an idea that there's several people in there. Because, yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's good because you know Buck Rogers for many time did stuff on his own. You know, he was the only guy going around in the spaceship and stuff a lot of the time. Right. And so, it was, I thought that was very <laughs> realistic of them to put this. Now, one of the things I, I learned from reading the interview was that the writing was actually not done by Kirby, although he did right. the visual research. Uh, there was a, a pair called the Wood Brothers, Dick and Dave, who wrote the strip. Who were they? Can, any idea who, uh, what we should know about them? Um, you know, they, they were around and they were working. Uh, I think they had they did have contacts with the people at uh, with like um, the editor, um, Jack Schiff at, at DC and was was were doing I think they they did some work for um Charles Burrow in in the crime comics um you know they they, they were uh they ha- I I feel like they happened to be in the right place at the right time for this strip you know <laughs> um they uh they there's some kind of uh, sad and weird stories about their lives that I, I don't think I really want to get into, but I think you could look it up if you look them up on Wikipedia. Um, some, you know, just, uh, you know, tra- a tragic end to their life, to, to at least one of their lives. Um, oh, okay. Well, so we have homework, which would be good to check. That's okay. <laughs> well, we're, we're here to talk about Kirby in particular, yeah. but, one of the things I want to talk about, though, is the, the people he got to ink him, who are like, you know, Kirby is a legend, but not only is, is Kirby involved in this. Now, Wally Wood, was he related to those other two, the Wood brothers? No. I don't believe he is, no. No, oh, he is, okay. Well, Wood's a common name, so yeah, that would right. be the case. But, but Wally Wood and Dick Ayers? Uh, you know, yeah, Dick Ayers. And Jack know, Kirby. He, Jack Kirby. Yeah, Kirby himself. Movies. Exactly. That's yeah. so wonderful. Just all kinds. Of, I was, as I was telling uh, Tom before we started, I looked at those two pages on the zoo page. I can see Kirby and his drawing, and I can see Wally Wood's influences as well. Sure. In that artwork, it's really, really, it's it's so interesting to see the two of them together because I never knew that they actually. You know, work together and that kind of stuff. That that is that's something special. I have to say, anybody who knows that's about that, not only Kirby but Wally Wood, whose stuff I always loved, uh, he he did a, had a very strong dynamic feel, even though it was very grounded. You know, in the way he yeah. did things. So, gosh, that works so well together. When you look at the stuff, it really just. You know, you feel like you're there on the moon with them and stuff like that in these two pages. It's yeah. really I mean, very he, well done. 
What Wood worked on on some of the early '50s Spirit Sundays with Jules Pfeiffer and Will Eisner, and there was some. I think the Spirit on Mars or something like that. <laughs> um, that was uh, just some beautiful rendering. He 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 did some great science fiction uh, strips on EC in EC Comics, and also did some uh, lovely illustrations in some of the, the science fiction pulps like Galaxy and Analog. He was really, I mean, and, and in addition to that, also like being a really, um, like almost like probably the number one funny cartoonist in Mad, in the Mad comic book when that started out. Mm-hmm. So he was really, he was, he was to have him and Jack Kirby working together is just uh, an incredible combination. And to, to see how they, they, they worked off each other. And in this book, you get to see the Kirby wood combination and then the addition of Kirby color on top of it. Mm-hmm. Jack had an incredible sense of color that um, uh, I wouldn't even say incredible, just almost unusual and, and, and bombastic. There was just so, so many great and, you know, uh, surprising color choices that he, he would make that really um, add to the dynamic of the book. Like just, just to be able to, See, see how he he would interpret these stories in in his, with his color sense. Just astounding when I just looking at those two pages, in particular, the way he uses color to highlight certain the, the very first panel on page on strip fifteen, he uses different colors to highlight different individuals standing together. That's right. Yeah. I, right. That's yeah. so amazing. It's it's beautifully done. It's just. You know, you feel like you're actually looking at them, looking at the screen, the way that he does that. Yep. Just, just yeah. spectacular. Hey. I, I don't think there was anything Jack Kirby couldn't do. <laughs> the answer. It, it, and I would it. add that, um, when, as you know, newsprint is not very good at um, showing the colors and showing anything, <laughs> basically, because it's cheap paper meant to be thrown away. So we have the um, um, the original color guides that were used to recolor everything and bring it back to the way it looked it, it, it you know the best possible quality so it, it's not like the reproduction doesn't look like newsprint like the real bad color as you can see it's been all re redone from scratch in yeah, some cases it, it would you'd almost say it was you know that ferran you know spent all this time remastering these strips using kirby's color guides um <laughs> To 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 and, and and he doesn't you know he doesn't uh, he he uses the dots <laughs> he uses the dots in the strips the, the Bende dots so it's not like a you know a complete modernization but it's just a, a, a beautiful like optimal rendition of of this color that that you know was that Kirby designed and and was intended for the newsprint but it's better than newsprint. Mm, it's great. And, and he also, um, in the book, he wrote an essay on an article on how he did it. And it actually yeah. shows all the different gradations of the color and how he restored everything. So that's an interesting thing to read, too, in the book, along with a bunch of several other articles. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, I've got to ask a question because I always want to know how things got the way they are. Where did this strip come from? I, I was seeing in the interview I saw you were talking about the fact that he was t- selling work to DC National Comics at the time and developing pitches for newspaper comic strips on his own. Was this one of the strips that he pitched? It was not. 
Um, he, he was actually uh, the the there was a guy uh, Harry Elmark, I believe, who was um, working for this uh, George Adams syndicate, like a newspaper syndicate, and he he was looking for a space strip. He he knew that this. I think the you know. Sputnik was going on and other space things were going on. And he just was like, Let, I need a space strip. So he he reached out to uh, Jack Schiff, the editor at DC Comics, who Jack Kirby was uh, selling um, work to. Uh, and I, I guess around the time that the Challengers of the Unknown were started. And uh, it just it just worked out that, that you know, um, that Schiff kind of uh, pointed this guy, Harry Elmark to Kirby and the Wood brothers. And then Kirby brought in Wallace Wood to, to do the inking. So it wow. wasn't something that, that Kirby was looking for or pitched. There are some, uh, there's like some store, there's some space art that Kirby did that did not have uh, wood ink on it called space busters. And that might have been a, a first go. It was at, a tryout, uh, from what I understand. Yeah, it's a tryout for, but that didn't that didn't take. So it, you know, what what, and that was with a different inker. But then um, right. when 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 Wood got involved as an inker, um, and and kind of developed into Sky Masters, and then that, that's that's where it all happened. And you know, the fifties were a really tough time for comic book. Uh, the comic book business, and um, mm-hmm. so yeah, being able to, uh, and 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 pretty much almost every every comic book artist or or writer was like you know aspiring to be working in newspaper strips because that was much more well regarded and and read by the pop you know mass mass population than uh, you know because comic books were. I don't know. They were just, you know, they they had that uh, the Kafarver hearings and the the the, the book with the uh, seduction of the innocent. So it was it was a downtime for comic books. So to be able to get an opportunity to do a strip was really great. And I think that once once around the same time, I think Kirby had been developing other strips, maybe inspired by by this project. You know, there's like. How many different strips have we seen? Chip Toms, Chip Masters, Sky King. The strip it lasted from fifty nine to sixty, so about two years. Or by how long did the strip actually run? The Sundays lasted from fifty nine to sixty, but the dailies, I think, uh, wrapped wrapped it for a year. I think from like fifty eight to sixty one. Does that sound right? Or yeah. is it longer than yeah, that time? It, Do you remember? No, no, sixty one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So the daily the dailies lasted longer than than the than the Sundays. Well, that makes sense because the the, yeah. the dailies weren't colored, of course, at that time. Yeah. It's only yeah. recently that they've actually started coloring any of the dailies at all. So it, it's right. really something. So well, that's good. So that, that all that kind of like did did it have a conclusion or did it, did it just stop? How did the the strip end? Oh, it just stopped. Okay. Yeah, it just stopped. So it wasn't in the middle of a story or something. How it just kind of got to the end of a story and stopped. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, I'm just sort of curious because you know nowadays when we're dealing with comics, everybody wants it to wrap up cogently and, and nicely for us. But of course, in, in strips like that, now how did this tie into his work at Marvel? I mean, how long after this did he start working with Stanley at Marvel? 
It kind of overlaps, doesn't it, Rand? Yeah. By, by 1959, 1960, he was already at, Mar- you know, he was freelancing at Marvel at the time. He wasn't, and he was also at DC Comics doing work as well during that time. Did he do romance? I thought he did a lot of romance stuff at DC. He did. Yeah. Okay. So that, that's yeah. that's kind of interesting because you know his Marvel stuff with the superheroes was a totally separate thing, and most people don't even know that he worked in romance comics at all. So that's I find that really interesting. Of course, it'd be funny to have his romance blend into his and uh, have the fan. Of course, Fantastic Four and stuff. I've often seen articles where they compare like covers of magazines to stuff that he did. The pieces of art that he's he sort of uh, did allusions to, shall we say? Sure, sure. And mm. stuff like yeah. that. Of course, you know everybody did that. It's still do to this day. You know, oh, there's yeah. still people sure. doing that kind of stuff. So, you know, Kirby uh, just he knew good stuff when he saw it, and he, if he decided he was going to, you know, pay homage to that kind of stuff, he would at times and stuff. Right. So, just just great stuff. So, how long have you guys been working on getting this together? Has this been like a couple year project for you guys? Well, I, I I helped out Ferran a lot when he was working on it and pulling it together uh, for the first edition, which I think was about five years ago. And you know, it, it, he published it, and so you know, I think as as I mentioned, it was you know, nominated for an Eisner Award, and then it but just became very hard to find. So what was it? Maybe a year or two ago, he he reached out, and we we were starting to talk about the idea that, you know, we might be able to um, get the rights, the English language rights to, to the book um, from him in order to re- republish it and, and, and make the second edition. I think that's probably been around for, for maybe two years. We've been, we've had that in hand, but um, maybe the last year we've been working on it. Tom put a lot of work in, into it to, to convert his Ferran's files um, yeah, we needed to um, com- convert them into a format so that we could add, continue to copy edit and also add new pages eventually. So yeah. it was basically we had to remaster his his files into um, a different, you know, combination of a file. Okay. So how long it, it took a couple of years? You're saying is to, to put this all yeah. to get form. It's we've been working on it for about a year, um, yeah. on and off. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I got- we still have more work to do. Obviously, okay. to get it to print. <laughs> okay. Now, what size is the page actually? Because are, are they like the way that you see it on on soup? There's like 15s on the left side and 16s on the right. If anybody knows anything about publishing, the the usually it's uh, well. Of course, it doesn't matter when it comes to that. 15 could be. Uh, it could just be in the order which it falls in the book, but the uh, it, it's are they going to be facing pages like that like that uh, image on the, on Zoop.gg? Yes, sure, yeah. yeah. Oh, that'd be good. So we can actually read the story, go along with all things. Oh, that'd be right. fun. Yep. That would be great. so. It's, so it's actually a little bit bigger than the original first edition. So which is nice because now the art is bigger and. I um, we also made the font size slightly larger as well, so it's easier to read. And I'm trying to think; it's like a B five, I think. Is that right, Ran? It's, right. Which is which is roughly what is it? Eleven by fourteen? Mm-hmm. Ten by fourteen? Something 14, like that. Yeah. Ten by fourteen. 
or somebody who's an older person, I want to say thank you for making the font size larger. I'm, sure. <laughs> I know. I, I'm going to enjoy that for sure because I just – Just a little bigger. Yeah, and anything that helps me read it a little bit better, that will be wonderful for me. I'll enjoy that tremendously. Are, are you giving out digital versions as well or is this going to be a paper version only? Yes, Oh, you are no, did, did. no PDFs. You could buy a PDF oh, wow. as well. Oh, boy, yes. all kinds of good stuff. That's good. So that'll help me too. I can put it on my my iPad and kind of swoosh it in, in case there's some words yeah. that I, I'm struggling to read. I can get this. That'll work out nicely. Boy, that's great. So it it just and we also have a, a a beautiful T-shirt with the cover on it that Gran just designed, and it's really funny, uh, funky little sticker too as well. So there's a lot of um, rewards in different packages that, that can be bought. Wow. You put a lot of thought and good stuff into this. Now, as far as you mentioned that there could be some uh, extra levels come on when we get further along, any idea what some of those might be? What kind of thing extra le- uh, benefits might we get as things move along? Well, you know, it, it, I think it's, it's, it's a lot of it is just about the, uh, the, the pages, the page count edition. Um, we're also um, looking at, you know, having the cover be a little cooler with some of that special uh, UV coating um, on, on certain areas. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I think that, that that's pretty much it as far as the book is concerned. Yeah, and you can also get yeah, the part of the rewards also is um, they have like a combo that also includes a membership to the museum. A one-year membership. I was lucky enough to be in that initial group because I actually put a uh, I, I placed an order in that first few hours. Uh, I saw you were not there yet, and I said, "Oh man, I'd like to have that book in particular." And so I ordered that twenty-five dollar book in there. So I'm very happy that I was one of that uh, initial group to help push it over the the, the oh nice the, That's get great. in there because ah. Uh, you don't know how many times I get there. I, before I can even get in there and back the thing, it gets over, and I'm going, I right. missed. I missed it. Darn it. And so now I, this time I, I, I actually got in there, so I'm, I'm real pleased. I can't wait for that to, to come. It's just such a great uh, a great thing. So um, uh, what else would you like us to know about the book? Are there anything else that, that we should know about the, the things, uh, about what's going to be in the book and what, why we should get the book? Well, I just, it's, it's really the, it's, it's kind of like the missing link between um, Jack's work on, on the challenges of the unknown uh, at DC and the, uh, the, the work on the Fantastic Four at Marvel. Uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, they see that there's a, a pretty strong, there's, there, I mean, there is, there's a pretty strong line between the challenges of the unknown and the Fantastic Four. But when you put the, the Sky Masters of the Space Force in there with 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 woods, inks, and the beautiful colors, it's a it's a, just a really great uh, view into into Kirby's career at at that time. Great, great. Now, can I ask you a question? There was something in the interview that I didn't understand, and maybe I don't know as much about Kirby as I'd like. Uh, there are th- there's a thing where you are talking about that sky in a helmet with blue and red coloring reminds me so much of Kirby's galactic head from 10 years later. What's yeah. Kirby's galactic head? What's that? That's not Galactus, is it? 
No, it's not. So, so yeah. So, um, w- one of our perennial uh, merchandise items that we sell uh, at, at online on our website. If you go to kirbymuseum.org and look at the gift shop, uh, or you see us at conventions, um, we sell this T-shirt with uh, that uh, of an image that Jack did in 1969 of um, of a which got called the the galactic head, and it's 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 pretty much just a you know a space a space helmeted person, really cool color. What, what we like the most about it is that it doesn't have a holding line on it. There's no outlines on it. It's just Jack doing color. Um, and it's, it's just chock full of colors. There's so many colors. And it's just, we actually, we even made a pin out of this, out of that galactic head image and, and people love it. Um, so when I, when I look at this image on the cover of the Sky Masters of the Space Force book, with with this blue and red and yellow and white image of of, of, of Skymasters in the helmet, I, I just couldn't help but think about our old friend, the Galactic Head, who we sell all these T-shirts of and pins. Wow, I have to look into that because I have no idea what that was all about. Yeah, you? yeah, it's it's like there was this like period in '69. I I I I I make the guess that he moved to California and he did some. I mean, I know that he did, but I, I, there was just a, a certain, a few pieces of art that come that are tagged '69 that are just a little bit different from the kind of stuff that he would he would norm, normally do, and Galactic Head is one of them, and mm. it's a, they're they're just cool, and I'm I'm a big fan of them. Cool, pretty cool. Now, I want to ask a question about the. This is the first book from Kirby Museum Press. And I'm curious to find out as to, uh, you know, uh, why you're going into the publishing business and what else do you have in mind for uh, Kirby Museum Press? We feel at the museum that, you know, our mission really is to promote Jack Kirby. And uh, we feel we feel that having a press entity of the of the museum is very important for educational reasons and we feel that this is a good educational piece to start with. There could be other things. There could be, uh, we, we could be doing, we have some of Jack Kirby's personal properties that we have assets from, from our Kirby digital archive. We could leverage. We also have audio recordings and other types of video that we could somehow you know, turn into books so that we, we have a lot of options. We haven't really, we've been so focused on getting this thing, this book out first as our first release that, you know, we, we haven't started thinking about the next book yet. Okay. I I have to tell you a story, a a Kirby story. Uh, I was watching one of those uh, 7.30 in the evening type uh, Hollywood type shows. And Jack Kirby was being in, uh, interviewed by a, a woman reporter, and oh, yeah. she she yes, right. she asked him to draw her. Yes, yep. And of course, Kirby always accentuated the positive, and so <laughs> <laughs> he drew her, and she was like, "Do you really think I look like that?" Oh, definitely. He goes, <laughs> <laughs> and I we have the video, actually 
in our archive. Oh, do you? <laughs> it's, it's on our YouTube channel. <laughs> yes, that's true. It's, it's online. I laughed for about five minutes after that. That was a great. The, the best way she said, do I really look like that? Oh, definitely. <laughs> he goes, and really I look. accentuated my attributes, Jeff. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm a man's man or something. I don't know what he said, but it was great. <laughs> See, that was the thing about Kirby. Not only was he a great creator, he was fun as an individual to talk with and work with and stuff. I would have loved to have met him. I really would have, but uh, I I just didn't get that opportunity. But I take pleasure in being able to read his stuff and being able to support and stuff, which which makes me want to ask Tom, if people want to support the Kirby Museum, how do they do that? KirbyMuseum.org. Um, there is a donation button right on, and actually, there's a donation. You can donate directly in the Zoop, the Zoop page too, as well. So, yeah, mainly through the uh, Kirby Museum, and also by buying T-shirts. And we have limited edition G Clay prints on our website in the shop area. So, all those things help support the museum. And you said you're still doing conventions and stuff like that. Correct. Yes. Uh, we San Diego Comic-Con, New York Comic-Con. I do some local. I'm, I live in New England, so I do a New Hampshire one. Um, yeah, so we we um, we definitely travel around and we travel with our scanners so that we could you know, we can increase the number of, you know, number of scans we have for the digital archive. I'm going to be down in Florida in a couple of weeks for the original art expo in Orlando bringing the scanner down there as well. So we, and we also go to collectors homes as well to scan right in their houses because some collectors have this incredible art that they insurance wise, they they don't want it to leave the house. Oh man, you're going to be in Orlando. I live in the Orlando area. So when you get down here, I'm going to have to come and say hi and, and, and uh, yeah, go to that convention and do that. Cause, oh man, it's great to, I'm so glad to see Kirby's name out there and, and when i saw the success that you had in just the first couple hours i i smiled i just i couldn't say help but sit there and smile about how great that was to see kirby's uh you know legacy going on and moving forward and stuff like that so um so you're going to be doing that rand what are you up to are, are are you busy with the museum as well yeah well you know we're we're i'm gonna be uh Picking up from from a lot of the work that Tom did on this book and and tr- kind of dragging it over the line, uh, so that we can get it out to the printer once once we know how many pages we have, um, we're get, getting ready to uh, set up at a, at a show um, in New York, the Mocha Fest, I think, in um, in March, and uh, you know, there's we, we, we I mean we're 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 doing fundraising for a, a, our collections website. Too that you know what people can help us out. We were looking to build a, a an incredible website and just want want to be able to hire uh, you know coders and and uh, and designers to be able to help us do that. There's a, a mention about that on our homepage. So you know, there, and and we'll probably do start doing some more of our our live stream podcasts. We do we've done a significant amount of uh, live. Uh, streams on on YouTube and, and Facebook where we uh, we we go through Kirby's work and share some original art and uh, stories and have a few laughs. Um, we, we we did the whole uh, all, all all of the work that he did at, at DC in the seventies. We've moved on to the uh, Marvel Marvel in the seventies. We're in the 
we just finished. What did we finish, Tom? Did Eternals, we, actually. We, we finished, finished the Eternals. The Eternals. Wow. <laughs> That's right. Wow. So, and we did Captain America did Captain before America. that, and yep. yeah. So, wow, uh, you, you you guys are so lucky. You get to to deal with all the Kirby. I bet you've seen Kirby stuff that uh, the rest of us have never even seen before. It's so. true. Oh, yes, God, yeah. so lucky. It's a real pleasure. Yeah. Uh, you guys are so lucky, I have to say. And we want to share that through the collections website. Yeah. So that's why we need, you know, we need a lot of money. <laughs> so you're, you're needing it. 14, <laughs> we have 14,000 pages, but then we're not going to put them all literally up there because it would take way too long. But we also are compiling a um, catalog raisonne, mm-hmm. which is basically art speak, like museum speak, for like a listing of all of Jack Kirby's work. Uh there's the Jack Kirby checklist that Tomorrow's has put out. We're using that as a starting point, um, but we've been doing a lot of research and building up the catalog, and and we want to. It's going to have tens of thousands of entries, so that's why we need, you know, a very robust, very expensive website so that everybody can research Jack's art oh. and Jack's work and stories and creations. Oh, I have to say, by while we've been talking, it looks like your total has gone up about another thousand dollars. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> well, it has. <laughs> nope. Wow, that's great. Now, I, I, you guys deserve all the credit in the world and all the uh, congratulations for making these things available to those of us out there who, who still remember and love and will always cherish Jack Kirby's uh, incredible stuff. And when, I, I haven't said this so far. I better say this because some people get mad at me because I don't. The place to go to support this is zoop.gg forward slash C as in cat forward slash, and it's all one word, Sky Masters of the Space Force. That's right. And if you go there, you'll get to see this stuff and you'll be able to back there. There's plenty of time, but don't let that discourage you from getting right on there and doing it now. Because uh, the longer you wait, the, the you might forget. And Jack Kirby deserves the support and everything we can give him right now. So I just have to tell you guys, you're doing wonderful stuff. I'm so glad. I had never heard of this before you guys brought this. And, and as a Kirby fan, I'm just my, – my, my Kirby enjoyment has just gotten in, uh, enhanced by being able to, to yeah. support this. It's just such a it's great a thing. Yeah, so I'll, you know, thank you. I just wanted to, you know, put in a last word for Ferran Delgado and, and, and have this book is, you know, his one of his dream projects. And he really, really made, he made it happen, you know, and we're, we're yeah. just thrilled to be able to to, you know, get it out there. And, and, and his, his effort was was was, you know, Herculean to, to, to pull this book together. Yeah, it took him years to yeah, put it together. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Well, thanks to him because, oh, man, the, we're all going to benefit from all that work you put into it. And so, and you guys too. So, this is yeah. just great. I, I, I can't wait to see what you guys might do next because I think this is <laughs> obviously this is going to be a huge success. I can't wait. What other Kirby gems are out there that, that we could get to enjoy? I'm looking forward to seeing that. So, you guys are doing wonderful stuff. Keep it up. And again, be sure to get out there. Sky Masters of the Space Force at zoop.gg. Uh, about 30 days. Let's see. That's going to be ter- early February. That's probably going to come yeah. to a close. But don't wait. 
I always tell people, if you wait, you forget, and then you don't get to enjoy. So be, be able to get out there as soon as you get done listening to this interview and support them and make this good stuff happen so that we get even more as time progresses. Right. So you guys keep up the wonderful things, Tom and Rand. You're doing wonderful stuff, and boy, I can't wait to support even more of this stuff as we move forward. So I can't wait. Thank you for your support and, and hosting us for this podcast. It's been a pleasure. People need dramatic examples to shake them out of apathy, and I can't do that as Bruce Wayne. As a man, I'm flesh and blood. I can be ignored. I can be destroyed, but as a symbol. Get the latest from the comics universe. News, interviews, previews, and reviews. Listen to the weekly Wayne's Comics Podcast so you can keep reading your comics. And that's it for this week. Be sure to be back next time when I'll have another great interview with yet another terrific comics creator. But until then, keep reading your comics.